Hey, welcome to Innovators. Let's take a look at spirituality and its relevance. I wish I can speak from every individual in the universe, but I cannot. And when it comes to spirituality, you're going to get billions of various interpretations and perspectives and opinions. And so sometimes I wish I can speak so profound where my perspective will stand out above everyone's, but it cannot. It can only speak to those that that it speaks to. It's probably not meant to stand out above anyone else's in the world. Because perspectives are not contests of of genius. It simply reveals your state of thought. Not to be compared to anybody else's or declared right or wrong. It simply reveals what you think about a matter. So, I read this online. Uh, It was from a millennial therapist. And I'm not going to call the name uh, for rights. Um, But I read this and it says, there is no remedy for being human, which means we will make mistakes, have bad days, struggle in relationships, experience strong emotions. We will fail. We will change our minds. We will doubt ourselves. We will grapple with our purpose and we would need support from others we will struggle to figure out who we are. And so it looks like, and and it's it's a true statement, and it looks like this writing was sent to calm down the expectations of overachievers who suffered and became overwhelmed by their striving for perfection and their inability to fulfill every expectation that they perceive was upon them. So when you see this, it's as though there is this illusion of what spirituality is about, that spirituality and the need to be significant has led most of us into a failure component of overachieving without honoring what we've achieved to the point we have totally burned out. It says though spirituality denies the reality of the human condition. And right here, it seems like this therapist was giving us the permission to chill out and to know that there is no cure for being human. That being human, we will make mistakes and we will have bad days and and we will struggle in relationships and we will experience strong emotions and we will fail and we will change our minds and we will doubt and we will grapple with our purpose and we will need support from others and we will struggle to figure out who we are. That even if we feel those things, it's okay. There is no remedy for this. In other words, regardless of what you consider spiritual and supernatural, maybe spirituality is a facade to cover up the the foundational human experience. Is spirituality the escape from what is normal? 
Is spirituality and the need to be all of these things that are opposite? Is spirituality an escape from what is normal? Because maybe in our misinterpretation, we looked at spirituality and purpose as being greater than these things or never having to feel these things. And because we feel these things, we feel something is wrong with us and we begin to fight because spirituality is supposed to keep us from feeling like human beings. And I think that's a a misperception That no matter how we break it down and explain it, it's still going to reveal where we feel we are in our hearts. No, spirituality does not exempt us from feeling human. Spirituality simply helps us not to define ourselves and finalitize ourselves when we feel human. That it's not something to define ourselves with. Also, it could have come from people who failed or who were not strong enough to handle expectation or potential. A child who's good at school, who may hear his parents say, keep up the good work. A child may take that to feel that I need to continue to make perfect grades to be accepted. When the parent never said, continue making perfect grades to be accepted because you can't tell a child how to emotionally separate his feelings no matter what you tell them you can't tell a child how to sort their emotions and what they judge and what they consider legitimate perspectives you can tell a child nice shot if they're an athlete, if they shoot a basket and they make it consistently and you say, oh, you're good. You could be a great basketball player. You're not telling them to. You are simply celebrating their accomplishment. But in the mind of a child, they may feel, I need to be an athlete in order for my parents to accept me. You never know the root cause of an emotional trauma. No matter what you say. And in a person's capacity of striving to keep the family or their teachers or their friends happy, they go into a fast-paced overachiever mode where they can't afford to hear no because no is failure because someone celebrated them. And maybe they didn't have the emotional maturity to handle a celebration Some people wish that they were never applauded at all because of the expectations to completely continue in success because most people can't handle the commitment or the responsibility so they have to blame something on someone. So this could be for those who were addicted to overachieving. And then on the flip side, there are those who feel that they make too many mistakes and that they're comfortable having bad days and that they're comfortable struggling in relationships and they've grown comfortable in experiencing strong emotions and grown comfortable in failing and changing their minds and doubting themselves and grappling over purpose and needing support and struggling to fill out who they are. They may have said, you know what? I think there's more to this. So supernatural spirituality really 
restarts the consciousness at zero. Self-discovery doesn't tell you how to think like God. Maybe self-discovery totally eradicates the opinions that fueled us and starts every one of us at our own beginning and clears the path for us to figure out where we want to go. Self-discovery is not telling us what to think or discovering the God in us. Self-discovery is discovering the you in you. It's not just discovering the God in me, but the me in me. Maybe to some overachieving and false sense of expectation and the feelings of being constantly overwhelmed to do perfect things for acceptance, maybe they need to unplug and breathe. And then there's those who bred, who, who was breathing too long and they said, you know what, I know it's something more than this. So each person's realm of discovery may give you a total flip side of the other. One may need to become more human and tap into their own feelings and then others may seek to tap into their own supernatural potential because they feel there is something more to them your self-discovery is based on where you have discovered yourself to be in your own heart and those of us who are way showers and teachers we need to know and discern when to guide the consciousness to discover and when to tell the intellect what it needs to do. Because the consciousness was not designed to be told what to do. Our consciousness is divinely designed to discover where we're going. The intellect, on the other hand, is conditioned to be told. And so we need to know when to tell and when to guide and allow discovery. Even in our youth, we were trained to say, I love you, God, or I love you, Jesus, before you ever knew who he was. We were trained to have a relationship with an idea formulated by thousands of years of imagination and theory. We were trained. We were trained to have a relationship with a God or a deity that we don't even know. And we've been training our children to say the right things and to pray to an idea that they have yet to to discover in their own consciousness. Instead of allowing them to discover this reality, not religious formality, but the intuitive powers of a divine nature. We train them to tell this thing that they don't know, that they love them. And they learn to love what they can't see, but it's not really love. They become devoted to a belief that they are afraid to allow lordship in. We become devoted to an idea that we become afraid to be lorded by. So we won't strengthen it to lead us anywhere, but we're addicted to being devoted to it. We learn religiosity by establishing a discipline of devotion to something, to a a knowing or a a belief that we are afraid to give in to. So we're just devoted to our devotion instead of being devoted to the will of God. So maybe these things 
you find so many people in former Christendom totally disconnecting from certain realities, releasing themselves from certain consequences, releasing themselves from certain energy forms. There is no belief. It's only things that are there. There is nothing to believe. It's just knowing what is. And we begin to give ourselves to this incredible, untangible, untouchable reality. Yet we open tangible envelopes to pay bills. Yet we have a tangible address. And yet we have to put tangible gas in a tangible car and pay tangible money. So there are absolutes in the world that we cannot escape. There are absolute tangible forces that we can't get away from. No matter what we try to disconnect ourselves from in our subconscious and conscious and in our human reality by saying God is not there, there is no this or that, this and that. But believe me, as long as you are paying tangible money to a company, there are tangible perspectives when it comes to thought and belief and knowing, no matter how much we want to disconnect ourselves from those things. So if you have failed at overachieving and trying to keep up, God didn't tell you to do it, but your perception what being accepted is is driving you mad to the point you have to disconnect and breathe so it means you have to learn how to handle responsibility and expectation you have to learn how to handle achievement without over but I, but I being overcame by it so maybe spirituality is a power to help you to not define yourself by the finality of humanity. If you allow it to tell you so. And once again, there are those who have grown tired of being common. And they could hear an invitation in their soul that says, come up hither. Think about it. I'm Andre Pfizer.